2: Hello, and welcome to Fallacious Trump, the podcast where we use the insane ramblings of the undisputed world champion of destroying things to explain logical fallacies. I'm your host, Jim.
3: And I'm your other host, Mark. A logical fallacy is an error in reasoning that results in bad or invalid arguments. And the logical fallacy we're looking at this week is the Iron Man fallacy, also known as argumentum cum ferum and turd polishing. <laughs> From the sublime to the ridiculous, to the profane. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the Iron Man fallacy. This is a kind of a variation on the Straw Man mm. in that and, with and the, the Straw Man... And the
3: Steel Man. Yeah, yeah.
2: With Straw Man, you you misrepresent your opponent's argument to make it easier to defeat. With yeah. the Iron Man, what you do is you misrepresent your own argument to make it seem much stronger than it actually is. Right. And you, okay. you kind of yep. turn yep. it into an argument that isn't what you're actually arguing but it's one that, that would that anyone would find much harder to argue to with.
3: argue against, right? Yeah. yeah, 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 Oh, hence the turd polishing because it, yeah, it it works on the principle that you need to have made an argument already <laughs> that you're now recharacterizing. You're having trouble
2: defending your your real argument, so yeah. you pretend that you're making actually a much stronger argument than you are. Successfully yeah. defend that one and then go, yeah. see, I've won my... my yeah, that's you won the other one. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah quite.
2: <laughs> so for our first example, we have Trump's discussion with the minority leaders at the time about border security, the wall, and the government shutdown at the end of 2018. Oh, yeah. We're starting this with Nancy Pelosi's remarks, because Trump has just said some bullshit about, you know, drugs and immigrants and people coming yeah. over who are either terrorists or or have contagious diseases or something like that yeah, so she's basically yeah. saying yeah none of that's true yeah
0: we have to have an evidence-based conversation about what does work what money has been spent and how effective it is this isn't a this is about the security of our country to take an oath to protect and defend and we don't want to have that mischaracterized by anyone I agree with you. No, no. I agree with you. So let us have a conversation where we don't have to contradict in public the statistics that you put forth, but instead can have a conversation about what will really work and what the American people deserve from us at this uncertain time. In their lives the one thing happened. i think we
1: can agree on is we shouldn't shut down the government over a dispute and you want to shut it down I, you no, keep no, talking no, no, about no, it the last time chuck you shut it down no 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 and then you opened 20 it up times, very quickly and 20 times i don't want to do what you did 20 but, times chuck, you have called for i will shut down the government if i don't get my wool none of us have you said you want to know something you've said okay, it. okay you want to put that you on my, said it. i'll take it okay, okay good you know what i'll say yes if we don't get what we want, one way or the other, whether it's through you, through a military, through anything you want to call, I will shut down the government. Okay, absolutely. Fair enough. And we I am disagree. proud, and I'll we tell disagree. you what, I am proud to shut down the government for border security, Chuck.
2: So he's saying <laughs> that it's all for it's just border security. You know, yeah. who can argue with that? Well, yeah. Yeah, everyone yeah. wants border security. Yeah. and and that's all we're trying to do. Of course, he's ignoring the fact that what they're arguing with is his claims for why he needs the wall and why he needs to spend all the money on the wall yeah. and yeah. the fact that he's so determined to get the money for the wall that if if they don't give him the money for the wall he'll shut he's the government gonna, down yeah yeah but but he's kind of turning it into all I want to do is have border security that's all I'm trying to do which is obviously a much stronger <laughs> argument because yeah. even those specific democrats agree that border security is important yes.
3: Yes, exactly. So he's kind of, he's listening. Well, if only he was that sensitive to what was going on, rather than already deciding what he's going to say. It, if he was a good stand-up, which we know that he isn't, <laughs> um, he would be listening to that and he'd go, ah, oh, okay, yes, you've just said about border security, so I can use that to my advantage. But it, it just gets into a, oh, no, you didn't. Oh, yes, I did. Oh, no, you didn't. oh yes, I did. And you can almost yeah. see Pelosi going,
2: <laughs> yeah, and the thing the reason I included her bit is she is making an argument for not just any kind of border security but yeah. an evidence-based conversation about how yeah. w- about where the money is spent and why yeah. and where how it's going where to be effective, is most
3: effective yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah
2: which makes it, sense but obviously is far more nuanced than Republicans yeah. points of view as the, yes. yeah They're just want. saying
3: we want yeah. a wall yeah. well you know they It wouldn't be so bad if he actually then went on to say, in (laughs) re-polishing the turd, then saying, well, I'm talking about the wall as a kind of metaphorical Mm. device to describe border security. And I think we can all agree that border security is uppermost in all of our minds. And everyone will go, well, yeah, you're right. But what we don't actually want, is just the wall (laughs) that you can climb over with a big ladder.
2: But no, he was saying, no, I'm... you know, just, you, I knew, I want the money for the wall, I want the wall, and if I don't get it, I'll shut down the government and I'll be proud to shut yeah. down the government. I won't blame you for it, I'll take and of course a week later yeah. he was blaming the Democrats for the Yeah, yeah, shutdown. of course.
3: Yeah. So, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. And and what we often see with Trump was that he would say something mad. And then someone yes. else would do the iron manning of it. Someone else, one of his, yes. um, like yes. Kellyanne Conway or Sean Spicer, yeah. would come along and say, "Well, what he meant was this, or what yeah. you know, this is this is what he was really talking about." He did when yeah. um, when he talked about um, Obama wiretapping him in Trump Tower. Yeah, Both Kellyanne Conway and Sean Spicer came out and said, well, when he said Obama, he just meant, like, the Obama administration, and he didn't mean wiretapping exactly, it was just, like, yeah. general surveillance, and he didn't mean Trump Tower, but it was more like just, the, you know, <laughs> yeah. the, the campaign, and, you know, I think we can all agree <laughs> that, yeah. that the... the the previous government was paying attention to what Trump was doing, and that's all he meant.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, which was just so, an extended version of Kofi. Yeah, absolutely. because what he was actually meaning was, yeah. he said, "Well, no, I did mean Kofi. It's a, it's a crude well, word." Yeah,
2: <laughs> and yeah. that's the thing because sometimes when people try to help him out, right. he does. He's too stupid to accept the help. <laughs> And that happened (laughs) when he was on Hugh Hewitt's show.
1: Last night you said the president was the founder of ISIS. I know what you meant. You meant that he created the vacuum, he lost the peace. No, I meant he's the founder of ISIS. I do. (laughs) He's the most valuable player. I give him the most valuable player award.
2: So he's really trying no. to talk him out. He's going like, obviously, yeah, you, didn't know, obviously you didn't mean he founded ISIS. That would be insane yeah. to yeah. think yeah. that. No, no, yeah. that's what I said. That's, that's what I meant. That's what I actually meant. Yeah. I said no, what it I is meant. true.
3: Yeah. Which, yeah. which means, yeah. <laughs> and all, and uh, Michael Spicer in the room next door is just flinging his paper in the air at that point, going, oh, <laughs> my God. Take? Yeah, listen to them. This is what he's saying. <laughs> he's letting you off the hook. Somehow oh. Trump thinks that that, demeans him or belittles his point of view or something. And he, he's got to restate his <laughs> point of view. So he, no, I actually meant that because he thinks that that makes him strong and, uh-huh. it, we, and it doesn't. It makes him stupid and, and it makes his argument weaker. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah. If someone comes and offers to polish the turd, just take them up on yeah. the on the offer. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah.
2: So our third example in the Trump world section is from 2000 Mules. And this is election fraud expert, well he wrote a book about it anyway, Hans Spakovsky, who is explaining their motivation for doing all that they're doing.
1: Who do these fraudsters pick on? They pick on the most vulnerable in our society. They go into poor neighbourhoods. They pick on the elderly, they pick on people for whom English is not their first language. When we're trying to stop election fraud, we're actually trying to protect, uh, I'd say, the most vulnerable people in our society.
2: So yeah, who could yes. argue with that? Don't you yeah. want to protect the most protect vulnerable, the most people, vulnerable in people in our society?
3: Yes. So yeah.
2: let us stop them from being able to vote except on very specific yeah. times and days in <laughs> yeah. in, in yeah. like in one specific one
3: languages polling yeah. place yeah. in their
2: county yeah. where they have to queue up for seventeen hours. Without
3: receiving gifts of war. Because otherwise
2: you're not helping us protect the most vulnerable people.
3: Yeah, yes. yeah, exactly.
2: Obviously, <sighs> the things that the Republicans try to do to suppress the vote are aimed at stopping the poorest and most vulnerable people in society the oldest minorities the the the, ones who are affected
3: most by republican policies who are likely most likely not to vote for they're exactly
2: trying to stop those people from having access to voting
3: yes yeah same thing's happening in the uk right now got a thing through for the local elections on the 4th of may here and it says voter id you need to provide the following Items, of a photo ID for the voting. It's the first time you've ever had to do it. Mm -hmm. And there are specific things that you've got to have. If you're a student, your student ID card that allows you to get access to your student loan from the government doesn't allow you to vote. Yeah. Because it's not a government-sanctioned ID for voting, (laughs) but it is, of course, for getting a student loan or any access to other government student provision but no you have to get, get yeah. because students by and large one except one wonders where the young conservatives come from <laughs> students by and large out who are who didn't go to Eton, um outnumber the tory voting people so yeah. the students are generally vote socialists so yes make it this make it very difficult for students to vote and now is the time, I think, for Marx-British politics. Corner. Yeah, this one, we're going to talk about Braverman and the the illegal migrant bill that's going through Parliament now and how I think that she's been... Uh, some... Successfully and unsuccessfully... Well, successfully, that I was appalled to discover that there are a whole bunch of Labour Party members, including members of the Cabinet, that didn't vote. Did They neither abstained nor voted against right. the bill, so I don't know what the fuck they did. Can yeah. they vote and present
2: which, here? Was that a thing?
3: I think that's all they did, mm. yeah. So, yeah, they so were the equivalent of, yeah. So anyway, in uh, last October, here is Braverman softening us up about the problem with uh, refugees She's beginning the rhetoric about lumping refugees in with criminal gangs of migrants.
4: The British people deserve to know which party is serious about stopping the invasion on our southern coast and which party is not. Some 40,000 people have arrived on the south coast this year alone, many of them facilitated by criminal gangs, Some of them actual members of criminal gangs. So let's stop pretending that they are all refugees in distress. The whole country knows that that is not true, and it's only the honourable members opposite who pretend otherwise.
3: Fucking hell,
2: it's so trumpy, isn't it?
3: It's it's awful. Yeah, some people. Some of them, many of them here. Some of them are there. Some of them
2: are good people, I presume.
3: It's just, just made up shit. She's trying out. The Iron Man stuff so this this policy that's secretly making refugees who are fleeing from war-torn um, countries as refugees and asylum seekers they are being lumped in with criminal gangs of migrants for which there is no evidence, but she's hiding that under this argument that you're either for it or you're against it. You're either for uh, um, this side of the house that we're going to do something about it, or you're for that side of the house that could not going to do anything about it. At a constituency meeting with Braverman, who is her local MP, Joan Salter said this.
4: I am a child survivor of the Holocaust. I was forced to free my birthplace in Belgium and across war-torn Europe and dangerous seas until I finally was able to come to the UK When I hear you using words against refugees like swarms and an invasion, I am reminded of the language used to dehumanise and justify the murder of my family and millions of others. Why do you find the need to use that kind of language?
3: So she didn't answer as to why she finds it necessary to use that kind of language. She finds it necessary to use that kind of language because she's building a culture war and she's trying to justify the policy that she's about to unleash. Notice also that Joan's comparison with the rhetoric of 1930s Germany predates Gary Lineker's tweet by about two months. So then on the 7th of March, Braverman launched the illegal migration bill and said this.
4: The illegal migration bill will allow us to stop the boats that are bringing tens of thousands to our shores in flagrant breach of both our laws and the will of the British people. There are 100 million people around the world who could qualify for protection under our current laws. Let's be clear, they are coming here. We've seen a 500. We've seen a 500% increase in small boats crossings in two years. This bill enables detention of illegal arrivals without bail or judicial review within the first 28 days of detention and will radically narrow the number of challenges and appeals that can suspend removal. This is the
3: turd of a policy she's trying to put out there, which is all based on not dissimilar to Boris during the Brexit Leave campaign with his 80, 80 million Turks that were going to come if they joined the EU. And there's 100 million people who are eligible for protection under the International Refugee Convention and the European Convention on Human Rights.
2: Yeah, and they're all coming Under here. those laws, there are
3: 100 million, <laughs> and they're all coming here. What the fuck? So this policy is basically tearing up the human rights legislation that we signed up that we probably had a d- good deal to do with the writing of. And it also goes against a clear statement from the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees that there's, who says there's no such thing as an illegal asylum seeker. The whole point is if you're seeking asylum from a regime that's oppressing you, well, yeah, don't come here because our regime is oppressing us, you're free to go seek asylum somewhere. And... Also, this policy is seeking to curb the powers of lawyers defending such people under the terms of those laws. And also, the 500% increase in people coming across in small boats is probably because of the war in Syria or the new war in Ukraine. So, Labour's Lynn Brown points out that the previous Home Secretaries were quite incompetent because their policies <laughs> about asylum seekers being returned to their countries failed and even sending them on to Rwanda, they failed, and this is where Suella Breverman Ironman's her turd of a argument, so, and we so we know that her argument is basically about curbing human rights and lumping all refugees and and migrants into illegal. Margaret. So she ironmans mans her in the face of being called incompetent, she ironmans her argument. Do you know, Mr. what
4: I find irresponsible and, frankly, uh, <laughs> incompetent is uh, the Labour Party voting against our measures yeah. to remove foreign national offenders, to streamline our asylum system and to take a firm line on illegal migration. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. And you kind of go, well, yeah, who wouldn't take a firm line on things that are illegal and who wouldn't want to remove foreign national offenders? So that's in dispute. It's also not who they're no, talking about. No, <laughs> well, it will be because they're going to define anyone who comes here through non-legal routes, i.e., people who are fleeing war who haven't got time to fill in a visa form, or from a government who wouldn't process it anyway; they'd rather shoot them in the head. You're you're characterising all of those people as offenders just by the fact that they've come here and broken a law that you've yeah. just invented. They've they've transgressed the unwritten law. <laughs> I transgressed <laughs> the unwritten law. So what we're objecting to, we're not disagreeing about the everyone will want to remove national uh, foreign national offenders and curb illegal migration by the very definition that it's illegal. We would want it to not happen. That what we're objecting to is the criminalizing of people like asylum seekers and criminalizing the right of the law to intervene to support their claims. 30P Lee, Lee Anderson, um, the guy that says nurses should be using food banks or shouldn't be because they're ruining it for other people or, and that you can make a meal for 125 people for you know less than the price of a pair of shoes. Um, he lets slip on New Culture Forum YouTube channel. Neither new, nor culture, nor a forum. It's a right-wing culture wars sinkhole dressed up as a fireside chat. Lee Anderson inadvertently answers Joan Salter's question earlier as to why Braverman is using the language that she is. The big thing in, in 2019, there was three things that won us the election. It was nothing to do with me. Uh, it was It was Brexit, it was Boris, it was Corbyn. And it was as simple as that. Those three things together was a great campaign, mm-hmm. great ingredients. Um, mm-hmm. At the next election, when we have got those three things, so no, we're going to have to yeah. think of something else. It'll probably be a, cult, a mixture of culture wars and trans debate. There you go. That's why they're doing it. They're st- iron-manning their arguments so it becomes indisputable. Did he, did
2: he know he was being recorded for that? It feels like oh, the, stuff, the stuff they usually don't say out loud. Yeah, yeah, he's like, oh, no, it's we're right. going to have it's to come up with some other bullshit this time. Slap bang
3: in the middle of his <laughs> interview. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a real he it gets some he gets some softballs in you know, It's like it's proper Farage territory from this guy that looks like a um all right let's go, go history professor and he's just saying yeah is it a really bad problem these migrants or is it just you know or is it terribly bad <laughs> and then he will just go oh yeah no it's terrible thank you for asking me that yeah no it is very terrible it's, it's awful and then it doesn't say well why is that or all that and, and then it, inevitably they get to sort of singing the national anthem first thing at school oh Oh, no but yeah there he is letting slip the dogs of war so not one or explaining his actions in terms that could be said to be indisputable while in office here's disgraced former prime minister and long-term absentee backbencher boris johnson who's rewriting his own history post suguese report and Post being fined for breaking the law at number 10, where he was photographed drinking and enjoying several gatherings with staff at Downing Street, for which he was fined 50 pounds. So he's uh, at a speech at Global Soft Power Summit. He says this. The police will apply the law to everyone, high
0: or low. I used to make a, a joke about how they once arrested Prince Andrew in the shrubbery of Buckingham Palace, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, until they actually find me for having lunch at my place at the cabinet table in 10 Downing Street.
3: Although I I still don't understand the the rationale behind it. I do understand the key point, that the law is enforced here without fear or favour. And that is the greatest freedom of all. Who are we to disagree with, (laughs) that the law should apply without fear or favour, and that's the greatest freedom of all? Underneath that indisputable thing, and everyone in the room is going, "Yeah, absolutely right, absolutely right." He's hiding his dissatisfaction. Did it actually apply to him?
2: <laughs> yeah, well,
3: oh, yeah. I still don't. I just don't understand how it applied to me. But woof. <laughs> yeah, no, no. And he's, he's recharacterizing a. So in, he's doing two, two two bits of turd polishing there. He's recharacterizing the fact that he had an illegal gathering of people for his birthday in an office yeah. and you know during lockdown after he had lockdown, made it illegal made the, to do the, that made the law <laughs> that you couldn't do that and then went ahead and did it on that occasion and several other occasions when he was photographed doing it and he said that i got arrested got arrested for having lunch in my office <laughs> with 15 other people and eight <laughs> bottles of champagne and a birthday cake—that's lunch in your office. So that—that's that, one turd that he's polishing. And then he polishes it and said, uh, "Yes, but but actually, it's you know, the law has got to be upheld without favour or or fear, <laughs> bastard." Black Sabbath, there, fronted by Ozzy Osbourne, doing Iron Man.
2: Perfect. So, in the fallacy in the wild, we like to talk about the fallacy of the week from a non-political perspective, and our first example this week comes from Friends. Yep. This is an episode where uh, Rachel meets a guy. And the the one problem with this guy is that he has a really weirdly close relationship with his sister.
1: I really like you, okay? I think this could go somewhere. I mean, so what if I'm close to my family? You gonna let that stand in the way of us?
3: Well, I I don't know. See, when you, when you put it that way, you know, no, Danny, kind of...
0: hurry up! The bath's getting cold. Yeah. <laughs> what?
3: Yeah okay, I'll see you later. <laughs> what? <laughs> just going, What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Oh well, wait, If you put it like that, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Just because I'm close to my family. <laughs> what's the problem? Uh, who could argue yeah. with that? You know. That's yeah. Fine. yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> So uh, the second example comes from Robocop, since I couldn't find an Iron Man example as such, but Um, RoboCop, Robocop Robocop's pretty close. But this is not the Paul Verhoeven Robocop. This is the heretical remake by Jose Padilla. Michael Keaton plays the uh, head of Omnicorp, which is the company that came up with the Robocop thing, and he is on a kind of Tucker Carlson-esque show Mm -hmm. hosted by uh, Samuel L. Jackson, and he's kind of defending his product against a a senator who is pushing a bill to prevent the use of robot police
3: there is no doubt omnicorp created a sensation but this bill is not about alex murphy it's about whether america is willing to give robots the authority over human lives no, no no look 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 this uh sea change we're witnessing, and it is a sea change, shows that Americans don't really care if our law enforcement systems are manned or unmanned. What they care about is efficiency, and they care about safety. You're clouding the issue. This is clearly an attempt to sway public opinion with a marketing system. What's clear is that with just one system in place,
0: we've cut crime
3: by 80%. Just imagine if we put, I don't know, let's say 100 systems in place. And then I want you to ask yourself, why are you holding us back? Is that your Thank plan? you,
0: Senator, and thank you, Raymond. Thank you, Pat. Well, there you have it. Who could argue with that? Which begs the question, has the U.S. Senate become pro-crime?
2: <laughs> yeah. See, the U.S. <laughs> Senate yes, yeah. yeah. is, is questioning whether you should let robots kill people without human oversight and and if they're against that somehow they they're pro crime -crime. and it's as simple as that that's the issue it's like if you are if you think crime is bad then you should accept robots and by this point in the film certainly omnicorp knows that the only way that they can make this work basically this this thing that they're kind of trying to market to the public as look there's a person inside is to kind of shut off the person and just let the robot do the killing um and and, right yeah and so the but the argument they're making is look it's it's crime is down it's a good thing
3: Uh, uh, yeah 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 Yeah. and and actually and the senator must be a democrat he says (laughs) well you can clearly see that it's just a marketing thing you're just stirring up public opinion and when I heard when I heard that, I was thinking, well, yeah, that's all Braverman <laughs> is
2: doing—just
3: uh-huh. you know, stirring up, stirring the pot, poking the racists to get them. Don't forget to vote. Don't forget to vote. Poke them, and then characterise it as something else. And if you're against this, in fact, in the debate—is oh, it the other one the other night? So there was a second reading of the bill, and she was saying every patriotic. Member of the British people will realize the rightness of this. So she's even bringing in if you disagree, then you're unpatriotic. Yeah. What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Language of the 1930s in Germany. Mm. Yeah.
2: So our final example in this section comes from Funny Games, and this is not the Michael Haneke original. This is the uh, non-heretical Michael oh. Haneke remake of his own oh, film, okay. 10 years later. <laughs> okay, right. but it's basically a word-for-word, shot-for-shot remake. It's a kind of home invasion film where a couple of people uh, attack a family, and and one of the attackers, Peter, has kind of tried to get onto a first-name basis with his victims, and when they are reluctant <laughs> to <laughs> to kind of treat him n- nicely and politely after he's yeah. just broken one of their legs, <laughs> he then does more violence and then says this. You know, I was just trying to be friendly, improve relations. I thought at least we could keep this whole thing civilised. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it was just trying to be friendly. Yeah. After he'd attacked them... Wouldn't leave their house and broken on one of their legs with a golf club. He was yeah. just trying to, you know, just say to you can call me Peter. Contact. What's your yeah. name? Shake my hand. Yeah, you know, yeah, and that, and uh, what well, you know, who could argue? Who could complain about We're just trying to be civilised trying to
3: be friendly? Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so before we move on to fake news this week, uh, it's time yeah. to talk about our Oscar pool because I don't know if you noticed the Oscars happened, and that means yeah. that we have the results. Boy, did they? Of our Oscar pool where uh, us and several listeners got involved uh, in picking what we thought was going to win the Oscars. And I have to say, you smashed it this year. Really? last year...
3: I was like 17th or something. Technically,
2: it's out of 39 is the absolute maximum you could possibly get. Okay, Um, yeah. Because although there's 23 categories the pool that we yep. use uh, gives extra points to the kind of the main categories, film director, oh, director okay. and yeah, so yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. So last year, I yeah. came first and I got 26 points.
3: Yeah, it was and complete bloody fiddle. No, <laughs> See, that just no, looks a, a bit suspicious. Board. It's fine. It's last optics. Year, <laughs> the optics are not going right. I was you came third last we... year, actually. Oh, third. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, with 14 points. Blimey. It's a long way down. Yeah.
2: But this year... You you had twenty six. You got what I got last year. So that's a huge that, improvement. That's a good thing. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Except I expect you got thirty eight. Well, something. <laughs> something like that. But that does it. But does that still leave me in? I'm probably fourth, you're fourth now although you're fourth I've got year. 20 yeah. yeah although I've got 26 points <laughs> yeah more people I you, see you, what you're trying to you do got there
2: to the level that I was at last year but it yeah. turns out this was a bit of an easier year it seems because uh, yeah, you were then, yeah let's
3: call that that's well it can't be that easy because <laughs> i didn't because two pe- three people are above me yeah so we're trying to characterize that as <laughs> as easy who would who would fail to disagree that this year was easy yeah be- so that's why i was outsmarted what well, if it was that easy why didn't i get more points? Were you in, ev- yeah.
2: everyone improved who had taken oh, part oh, last okay. year
3: oh good right right
2: and so in third place uh was one eyed yeah. nick with uh 28 yeah. points Beat you by nice. two. Nice.
3: Oh, Yeah. I'll never live it down.
2: I yeah. was actually in second place. Wow. With thirty points. Wow. But the new champion. Yeah. Is Paul C with thirty-two yeah. points.
3: Wow. Out of, 30 Out of 39. thirty-nine. Wow. But there you go. Cool. So that was
2: great. Thank you very much for everyone who took part. We enjoyed it. We enjoyed talking about them. We hope yeah. that you, in, uh, those of you patrons who have listened to the, to the Oscar special and heard our opinions, enjoyed listening to it. Yeah,
3: yeah. and then and then paid no attention. Well, obviously, <laughs> yeah, one yeah. or two people paid no <laughs> attention because they beat one or other of us. So, or both uh, of us. Or both yeah. of us, yes, exactly, yeah.
2: So thanks very much for taking part. We have made our donation to Care International's uh, Turkey yep. and Syria Fund. If you yep. didn't, or if you did get involved and you would like to join in with that, donation process you can go to fallacioustrumpcom slash donate and that'll take you directly to care internationals page to donate to the turkey and syria funds for the people who need support following the earthquakes there
3: and if you want to listen to what we thought about the oscar stuff then that's still available but you have to become a patron to yeah. to go listen to that which you can do for as little as two dollars and you get access to god there's so much stuff oh it's
2: just a, an wow. insane it
3: stuff. is. it is it is insane it has driven us and many of our listeners <laughs> certifiably insane so if you want to buy into that go go do it
1: yeah yeah so we're gonna we're gonna play fake news folks i love the game it's a great game i understand the game as well as anybody as well as anybody
2: yes it's time for fake news the game where i read out three trump quotes two of which are real and one i made up and mark has to figure out which one is fake news
3: You see, now, before we go any further, I'd just like to say it's extraordinary how imbalanced this game is because it's clearly biased in favour of one side over the other and the whole sham edifice should be demolished, frankly, and made into a monument, warning against cheating. I guess what I'm saying is that no one should be denied an equal opportunity to participate.
2: I mean, who could argue with that?
3: Who could argue with that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Pretty like that.
2: Absolutely. So,
3: right, we're we're back at CPAC, okay,
2: because it's it's a gift that just won't stop giving.
3: <laughs> the grip that keeps on grifting, yeah. And okay. yeah, these are some
2: parts. Uh, basically, Trump started his, his CPAC ending speech with yeah a a fairly long section on how awful things are now and mm-hmm. how much worse they'll be if he doesn't win
3: Okay. and
2: how he'll he'll save everything because it's all bad. Right. And so these are some of those right. sections. Yeah. Statement number one. Yeah. We mustn't forget the people we're fighting against. They're Marxist thugs who want to destroy the country we love. There's never been a more important fight than the one we're in right now. The fight, it's a fight that, let me tell you, it's not a fight we can afford to lose. These people are horrible, sick people, and they won't stop coming for me until they get to you. They won't stop. Nothing can stop them, but we can stop them. With you beside me, we can win, and we can make America great again.
3: So, even when they're out to get people, they're not. They won't stop coming for me until they get to you. It's still about him. He manages <laughs> to get himself in there. Okay, statement okay. number two. Who who are these people that are coming? Anyway, yeah, yeah.
2: If those opposing us succeed, our once beautiful USA will be a failed country that no one will even recognise. A lawless, open borders, crime-ridden, filthy communist nightmare. That's what it's going and that's where it's going. I used to say that we will never be a socialist country. I said it oftentimes. I said it once at the State of the Union address and people didn't understand what I was saying. But I'd shout it out loud and I was right because that train has passed the station long ago of socialism. It never even came close to stopping, frankly.
3: wait. So okay, so you've got to, you've got to vote me in, otherwise we'll become a socialist country. But the train has passed the station of socialism long ago. It it never came close to stopping. So what's the problem? <laughs> Where's the problem? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that filthy communist nightmare. That's really good. I want to have a T-shirt with that on. Yeah, yeah.
2: And statement yeah. number three. Yeah. We will expel the warmongers. They are people that don't get it, although in some cases they get it. They get it for their wallets, but we can't do that. We can't let that happen. We will drive out the globalists. We will cast out the communists. We will throw off the political class that hates our country. They actually hate our country. No walls, no borders, bad elections, no voter ID. We will beat the Democrats. We will rout the fake news media. We will expose and appropriately deal with the rhinos.
3: Wow. Well, there's... Wow. Wow throw off the cast out the communists drive out the globalists mm, okay right so yeah, now then <laughs> so I was, I was thinking about the last episode where i chose the most colorful one or one of those i ignored the gray one thinking that's not colorful enough to be Fake, but it turned out it was but there's no there's no gray here it's all (laughs) fireworks and and nightmares isn't it wow okay so uh okay so i've got to try so i quite like oftentimes used to say we'd have that i said it oftentimes i said it i said it once and i said it again that was oftentimes enough Loud, okay. And the station long ago of socialism. So oh, I don't know whether that's real or a very contrived gymism. Um I mean, drive out the globalists, cast out the communists. That's the thing that's sticking out of me. I'm not sure that he's... <sighs> now is he gonna have said rhinos? I over. We can stop them. With you beside me. Okay. I think then. Does it, that rhino's. It might be real. I think number two is real. Uh, okay. I think then. But coming from me until they get to you. That's got Trump all over it. All right. Filthy communist nightmare. Mm Hmm. Mm-hmm. okay i'm gonna go for number th- three is the one that you made up
2: okay so of the other two which yep. are you more convinced by
3: i'm more convinced by number two the filthy, communist, filthy nightmare. communist nightmare yeah
2: <laughs> okay and number two
3: yeah is yeah
1: yeah real if no. those opposing us succeed our once beautiful usa will be a failed country that no one will even recognize a lawless, open borders, crime-ridden, filthy communist nightmare. That's what it's going and that's where it's going. I used to say that we will never be a socialist country. I said it oftentimes. I said it once at the State of the Union address and people didn't understand what I was saying. But I'd shout it out loud and I was right because that train has passed the station long ago of socialism. It never even came close to stopping, frankly.
3: Don't you? Don't you hate that? <laughs> that kind of it's, it's whiny. You can see him. He's got his head back. He's looking down his nose. He's talking of the uh, in a kind of Marlon Brando-esque thing, but but squeezed in a through a carrot <laughs> juicer somehow. <laughs> but but I would never be a socialist country. Like it's a bad thing. Yeah, he's never good, well. He's never going to be a socialist but, because know, he's out for dog eat dog. I'm his, going to eat all the other dogs and then don't. I don't have to be a dog. His That's theory is
2: that um, we. He said we'd never be a socialist country, and he was right because he obviously was always got to be right, and he was right in as yeah. much as as soon as it, Biden got in, it went straight to communism.
3: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he was so right that actually. It didn't, it, it, the train didn't even stop, nope. you know. That, no, it that, didn't stop at it, socialism. It passed the station long ago of, yeah, it never came <laughs> close the to way. The past the station long ago of <laughs> socialism. Yeah, yeah it's uh, all I can think of is Johnny Cash. <laughs> and they, I hear the train are coming, coming down uh-huh. the track. Yeah, yeah. So past the station uh, long yeah. ago of socialism
2: that yep. that was a real thing mm-hmm. and if, okay. and you also think that number 1 was real
3: yeah I'm, I'm beginning to regret it but yeah
2: and number 1 yeah is
3: yeah fake news oh <laughs> oh see the ah th- uh, the thing that got me was the these people are horrible sick people and they won't stop coming for me until they get to you uh-huh. that was the convincer that nice well done. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's see uh, I was I was fooled by we will drive out the globalists, <laughs> we will cast out the communists. See, I think
2: if if I mean I'm giving you I'm giving you hints here, but I think if I'd yeah. written that, I probably yeah. would have s- sc- scouted around a little bit for a yeah. for a verb that for started with a g. Of, yeah. Yeah, if you're going to cast out yeah, the communists, yeah. you'll yeah. do something else you're with the global- to, yeah, you'll I don't know what you would do, but uh, I would have thought yeah. about it for five seconds yeah, see, that, rather than just yeah. writing down. To try that. Yeah. But, yeah.
3: But but, yeah. 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 But then, but Trump wouldn't do that. Yeah. So that would be, see, if you were going to write that one, yeah. you would have <laughs> gone that way and then veered off at the last minute. Maybe. Maybe. Because, because you've got to hide it. But yeah, other, other, but but you yeah, fooled me is, with that, don't stop coming <laughs> for me until they get to you. It's a, it's a perfectly. <laughs> Trumpian thing yeah.
2: Nice But yes, number three is indeed something he said oh, God.
3: We
1: will expel The war mongers. They are people that don't get it Although in some cases they get it They get it for their wallets But we can't do that We can't let that happen We will drive out the globalists We will cast out the communists We will throw off the political class that hates our country. They actually hate our country. No walls, no borders, bad elections, no voter ID. We will beat the Democrats. We will rout the fake news media. We will expose and appropriately deal with the rhinos.
3: (laughs) Expose and appropriately deal with, yeah. There's (laughs) something in... Insert insert punishment here. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, exactly, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Insert something we will do to the Uh, the We've already used route,
2: and I don't even know what that means, so... Yeah, exactly, uh, yeah. Can't route the rhinos. Deal with? Yeah, deal deal
3: with? uh, Reconcile? (laughs) Yeah. Reckon with? (laughs) Yeah, no. I love that we
2: will expel the war... Mungers. I hate that. I
3: saw <laughs> you could see him doing the little fingers and something, can't you? Wartmongers. Yeah. Oh, they're they're no. people
2: who don't get it. Well some of them get it.
3: <laughs> yeah. They don't they just yeah. don't get it. And then and then some but some get it. Yeah. Oh Jesus. It's a bit like that that um uh, new, there's a new impressionist. <laughs> Where did I put that? Oh, here you he is. So there's a guy called Oh yeah, yeah uh, Matt Friend, who, who's kind of he's a young guy, but he does these for absolutely brilliant impressions of Trump and Tucker Carlson and Mitch McConnell, and they he's just like a rubber faced kid, but his Trump contains all good. of that, you know, yeah, war yeah. thing. It's just it is yeah, horrific. <laughs> but he's, and his Mitch McConnell is just really surprising. It, he you know, puts on the round glasses, suck, tucks his chin in, so he's got a thousand chins, and then has this really deep voice how <laughs> of this tiny-headed kid. It's brilliant. Very funny. So, but,
2: yeah. uh, unfortunately, that means that, oh, that once no! again... You're on a bit of a losing streak, I think. It's been a, no! been a few weeks since you've got one. But uh, oh, I thought you were going to do it because you were saying... Oh, I, know. I think it, I think the rhinos is right. I think number two was yeah. right. And I was like, kind mm, yeah. of get it, but yeah, you veered no, off at the last no. minute. You panicked. I did. I did. panic.
3: Well, <laughs> it was the yeah, it was the the drive out the globalists, chant <laughs> out the communists. That's what got me. And the, ah,
2: so yeah, unfortunately, oh, uh, that that means you didn't get that. And uh, and I will probably keep coming back to the CPAC speech for <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it's there's just a, a rich
3: vein of of yeah. The, Trump trumpness. Yeah, yeah, I mean even
2: the bits immediately around these bits were were amazing. Yeah. So Yeah.
3: <laughs> we should do because with the new AI vocal you know, noise reduction thing <laughs> and and uh voice emulation thing, we ought to be it should be possible to yeah how, how I've I do whether I've you've I've not done it voice already. Emulation oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't find For it, Trump.
2: I didn't find it very convincing. Oh, it okay. was not. Didn't work. Uh, maybe next generation. We'll see. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So far, Is that
3: be good because you could just write anything, and yeah. then he would say it. Then I've got no chance because <laughs> any of them, you're just going, no, no, that was. Yeah, I see. This one's real, and then you'll play it, and it uh-huh. will just be to you. Yeah, just it, wouldn't, typed it, in. it wouldn't convince you at this point, right? <laughs> 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 okay, okay. Get Matt Friend to do it. I'll be completely done.
0: So
2: no, it's time for the part of the show that this week, at least, is called "Meek Sightseers Are Not a Logical Fallacy." <laughs> <Brilliant>. <laughs> because Tucker Carlson, now,
3: who I now can't stop hearing Matt friends <laughs> Tucker Carlson impression, which yeah. is this maniacal I think laugh. Seth
2: yeah. Myers does an excellent Tucker Carlson as well. Right. He's got that just that that cadence down really, yes, really well. The
3: up, the up and um, down bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah,
2: yeah. I don't think we talked about the fact that Kevin McCarthy gave. Tucker Carlson, 40,000 hours of January 6th footage, like exclusively for some unknown reason. Um, right. Okay. This, was, this happened a few weeks ago now. Yeah. And and of course, as soon as that happened, everyone knew, yeah. well, he's just going to deceptively edit it and then pretend yeah, exactly. things yeah. happened that didn't happen or pretend things yeah. didn't happen that did happen. Yeah. Uh, obviously, that's what he's going to do. He's yeah. Tucker Carlson. And, yeah. and of course, that's exactly what he did. Well, and he's done. Yeah. yeah, And so last week he did a show that was all about how actually the January sixth thing was just hugs and kisses,
3: and and everyone yeah, was nice and friendly sighting, and just
2: just having a nice day,
3: having nice, being cheerful.
2: Yeah, taking selfies and yeah. and yeah. like having a laugh. And it was a nice day out, and everyone yeah. had ice cream on the way home, and <laughs> uh, and he can prove that by not showing. All of the violent stuff.
3: Yeah, right. And that absolutely yeah. proves
2: that no violent yeah. stuff happened. Yeah. Because that. You know, he, he hasn't gone yeah. to. He hasn't <laughs> not
3: gone to the trouble of of time using time stamps or. I mean, you to know, the, any, d- any of that. It stuff doesn't really to matter, kind of...
2: to be honest, because <laughs> the stuff. Because because much of the stuff he's got, even though he's got forty thousand hours of yeah. footage, the thing is, as with all of the um two two thousand mules stuff. Yeah, the vast yeah. majority of that footage is empty corridors. Because it's yeah. CCTV on places where there weren't insurrectionists.
3: But, um, so yes. or so there were or there were insurrectionists for about an hour. Yeah.
2: And so lots of the stuff he's used is either stuff that we've already seen. But right. but just with the bits of violence edited out. <laughs>
3: right. So there's yeah. literally he, yeah. there
2: at one point he, talk, he has the the QAnon shaman, Jacob Chansley coming in. Yeah. And says, look, you know these these are yeah, they're just all kind of walking through the doors, and there's yeah. no violence or anything. These are just people who you know they haven't they haven't. Yeah. Sure. There were a few hooligans who committed vandalism, right. but the vast right. majority of them. Were just They were just yeah. tourists. They were just sightseers. They just wandered in through the doors. They didn't know anything bad had happened to let them in. No. Um, and, no. and shows no. the footage just turned up. That, yeah. that we have seen before, but, but yeah. cut off the bit where people smash in a window, climb through the window, and then kick the door open from the inside. And he just yeah. starts his clip... Just after that happened, and we see people <laughs> yeah. walking in through the now kicked in and destroyed door, and we're like, "Look <laughs> at these people not doing violence!
3: Yeah, look at them just respecting the the velvet rope." I mean, that was yeah. that was the anachronistic thing. It was we, mad at the when time. We, we, we it saw it. yeah. But they just kind of yeah, they smashed their way in, did all that stuff, and then they were you know, looking at the brochures and just not going the other side of the rope. Yeah. I mean, the reason that they were. Not violent at that point was that the guards had retreated for their own safety. Yeah. They had broken their way in, having marauded up the steps. After <laughs> assaulting
2: 140 capital police officers.
3: Exactly. and yeah.
2: yeah. And trampling over them and beating them with flagpoles and stuff like, and spraying bear spray in their faces.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Then yeah.
2: by that point,
3: they were Such in. Such that one of them had a stroke the following yeah. day. And yes. The, and the yeah. two
2: police officers who were in. That corridor, when they yep. were confronted by the sixty five bad guys who just come in, you know, yeah. dressed as Buffalo with a cue painted on their face. Yeah. Um, they were like, I mean, if I interact with them I'm just gonna die. So yeah. I'll I'll leave this I'll one. Go the
3: other way. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you can't prove people didn't commit violence by showing footage of them not committing violence. <laughs> yes. When yeah. we've already seen the footage of them committing violence. Yeah, that's not how that works. It doesn't erase our memory of the stuff we've seen yeah. previously. <laughs>
3: yeah, and it doesn't, need, and he doesn't recontextualise it either. It just said, "Well, that's you're just showing us the middle bit there, Tucker." Yeah, you're not showing us the thousand. Doesn't he say there were a hundred, maybe a thousand people inside, but there are hundreds of thousands outside? <laughs> yeah, but where did they all go? The, all of I'd the opinion. thousand people
2: inside were committing a crime.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. The ones why, outside, why be, some yeah. of them weren't. <laughs> yeah, some of yeah. them at the back, yeah. No, just, I mean, and the thing knows. is, this
2: is, remember that Tucker is one of the many right-wing voices who laughed and, and made a big thing about the fact that people called the summer riots in Atlanta and other places mostly peaceful. Because right. they were mostly peaceful. They were protesters. Yeah. The vast majority of the people there were protesters and there were some people who were violent. We yeah. don't know to what extent the people who were violent were connected to the people who were protesting or they were people who want to commit violence and thought this is a good excuse or what. We don't know. But yeah. but it's it was true at that point to say that those protests were mostly peaceful even though there was some violence and they were like look at this burning car and they called it mostly peaceful and yeah, and yeah, now yeah, he's yeah. basically doing exactly doing the opposite that yeah yeah in a, in a huge federal building filled with people who are committing criminal trespass at that time and yeah. saying sure a few of them broke some windows i mean yeah. there was 2.9 million dollars of damages done Wow. In in the January 6th wow. insurrection. And he was like, Yeah, sure, there were a few hooligans, but the vast majority of them were meek. They were meek, <laughs> orderly, <laughs> peaceful, not insurrectionists. They were sightseers.
3: Yeah. Taking a selfie in place. But then but doesn't he also say by controlling the images you are allowed to view from January the sixth, they controlled how the public understood that day.
2: Yeah, Yeah, which is exactly what he's doing. By
3: by controlling (laughs) the images you're allowed to view from January the 6th, I'm controlling how you, my viewing audience, should understand that day. So so this is what annoys me.
4: Yeah.
3: One of the annoy me (laughs) things, lists of Tucker Carlson is that what – what does he actually stand for? Oh, nothing. Or is no. he just against... Oh, he's just up for The lack of self-awareness
2: that, that... Or, or shame yeah. is astonishing. I, yeah. I, did, I did take one clip from the things he said. Yeah. Because I couldn't honestly believe he'd actually said it. With that, here's the video. It doesn't answer every question from January 6th. Far from it. But it does prove beyond doubt...
1: THE DEMOCRATS IN CONGRESS, ASSISTED BY ADAM KINZINGER AND LIZ CHENEY, LIED ABOUT WHAT HAPPENED THAT DAY. THEY ARE LIARS. THAT IS CONCLUSIVE. AND THAT FACT SHOULD PREVENT THEM FROM EVER BEING TAKEN SERIOUSLY AGAIN.
2: THIS IS TUCKER
4: CARLSON.
2: YES. Complaining exactly, yeah. <laughs> that other yeah. people have lied about when they haven't lied about anything. Yeah, the, the, no. the footage he's showing does not absolutely prove or in any way no. indicate that anything they said were lies. But it's, he is it's saying, it's not the, "I can, yeah. pro- I've proved by showing only some of the footage which doesn't show the stuff that yeah. they've and, talked about."
3: i saying that they have lied. That they have lied. And if they're yeah.
2: liars, they should not be taken seriously. And this is yeah. during the Dominion case when yeah. where discovery has shown. Absolutely conclusively, how much he lies about stuff all the time. How much he is yeah. constantly lying to his viewers.
3: And we know that because he he's been we've been legally told, yeah, by law, not to believe a word he says.
2: Yeah. Incidentally, the White House response to oh yes, yeah, yeah, production. Lots of people uh, said it was shit, basically. The Capitol Police chief said it was filled with offensive and misleading conclusions. Mitch McConnell said it was a mistake in my view. (laughs) Mike Rounds, Republican, said I saw what happened. It clearly was violent. It was an insurrection. Tom Tillis and other Republicans said I think it's bullshit, the Carlson's video. But the White House response uh, said we agree with the chief of Capitol Police and the wide range of bipartisan lawmakers who've condemned this false depiction of unprecedented violence, attack on our constitution and the rule of law, we also agree with what Fox News' own attorneys and executives <laughs> have now repeatedly stressed <laughs> in multiple courts of law that Tucker Carlson is not credible. Nice. <laughs> nice. The White House are like, yeah. they say it themselves, he talks yes. nonsense the, and shouldn't yes. be taken seriously.
3: But it, yeah, see, none, But none of that matters and he knows it doesn't matter because... Yeah. He is doing. He's kind of a bit worried that people would start worrying that, that he's not telling the truth. So it, it's it's like mad. it's like those people that suffer from QAnonness, and you know the, all the people that disappeared down the rabbit hole of QAnon and then have to be kind of brought back out like yeah. a cult. So he's doing that.
2: Yeah. And another thing that came out in in one of the additional troves of documents. From the Dominion case was a message from Alex Pfeiffer, Carlson's producer, yep. who referred to the people who believe that the election was not fair. He mm-hmm. he called them terrorists. He said it was like negotiating right. with terrorists, but yep. especially dumb ones, cousin fucking <laughs> types, not Saudi royalty. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. That's not to say that the Saudi royalty aren't the, the former, but yeah. yeah, we get we get the idea. Yeah, we get the but... spectrum. Yeah,
2: yeah. And and this is what they internally in Fox News are saying about the stuff that on the air they're saying this is all totally legit. Yeah. Or behind the scenes, they're saying I mean well, this is this is all complete nonsense. And they and yeah. all of this is absolute proof that they're lying. And yet Tucker will go on and say. Oh, I can't believe people have lied. It's unbelievable. Yeah. How can yeah. you possibly oh. take anyone yeah. seriously once and they've been they shown, all shown to be, a liar? be
3: allowed to, to hold high office? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the thing
2: is that a couple of days after, people responded to his show and said, "Well."
3: you know, clearly
2: he's a madman who's actively lying for money, he yeah. he went on and had this <laughs> long kind of five-minute diatribe about how awful these liars are for doubling down on their lies and how only a sociopath would do that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> wow. It's amazing yeah. how completely
2: yeah. shameless he is. Impressive, in a way.
3: Yeah, I, I don't think it's a lack of self-awareness. I think it's an absolute awareness of... <laughs> What's going on, and what needs to be said in order to, you know, it's in order to distract. Yeah. So people are are pointing at him again. Well, yeah, he's got a he's got a whole deck full of the ace of spades there. He's not pulling one out because they're all like that. And then he's going, yeah, but look over here. See, some some magicians would use a deck that's only got one card in it. But yeah, and that's those are the ones you need to distrust. Um, you're all nodding your head whilst he's doing the very thing in front of your face. It's it's well, Braverman did, does the same thing. She accuses the opposition of doing exactly what she's doing, yeah. and Carson is accusing everybody else of the thing that he is doing. That way, it has the ring of authenticity about it. You think, well, yeah, he really knows what he's talking about. How is he getting in touch with the reality of that? Well, it's because he's doing it. That's how he's doing that. And then he's pretending some outrage that people like him, not him, people like, people like me, but not me, are doing this kind of stuff. Well, actually, it's only you. It is only you. Yeah. You're the only one that's doing it. Everybody else is struggling to come to terms with the lies that people are telling and trying to find some truth in there and you're not helping
2: yeah someone i don't know who it was who put it on twitter this week but there was a clip from a 1957 film called a face in the crowd andy griffith plays a singer i think who becomes like a big tv personality like a kind of evangelical type yeah who is fully lying to his audience And there's a point in the film where while the credits are rolling on his show and he is talking but not to the viewers about what fucking idiots his viewers are, and how right. he's completely taking them for a ride. The person yeah. behind the scenes kind of switches the audio so that everything he's saying goes uh, out.
3: Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. and it has
2: an effect. His audience are like, I can't yeah. believe I've been taken in by this man. He's he's actually a monster, and he's he's. Yeah. and and the the tweet was essentially, "What well, isn't it nice to think there was a time when fascist people being exposed as fascist liars." Yeah. meant that their audience would think oh actually maybe I don't agree with everything this person is yeah. saying and yet today
3: yeah. maybe I ought not to subscribe
2: it doesn't to their matter
3: point of view no
2: you can absolutely prove that these people who are telling you what to believe and what to think and what's going on in the world you can yeah. be shown they're actively lying to you on a daily basis and you're still yeah. like yeah but I still yeah, believe can,
3: it all yeah you can prove anything yeah. with facts yeah yeah
2: i don't know maybe maybe there's the odd person who used to watch? It changes Carlson, their mind. Who has yeah. heard this stuff and gone? Oh, actually, oh, now I feel yeah. not great. I feel about like an hint. idiot. Yeah, maybe.
0: Yeah,
3: I feel like an idiot that I've been. Taken I want in. to
2: believe that there are people who feel like that. Yeah, I'm. I'm skeptical. Well, that's
3: like the, you know the rise of things like the what was it called the New Equality Forum or whatever on the yeah. YouTube channel. It feeds into your comfort zone. It's like when we read the the Q and on the invitation to the Great Awakening. You know the the soccer mom. Who said that I found my tribe, yeah because they are you know they're these outrageous xenophobic racists who are speaking my language, so i I'm comfortable in in my prejudice, yeah, they said so, all the stuff I already thought, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that yeah. that's it, yes, so and they and it it didn't challenge me in any way, and I'm not out of my comfort zone, and my comfort zone is to be outrageously. Yeah. awful and prejudicial towards I mean, that's basically
2: as fox news is kind of alternative yeah. tagline instead yeah. of fair and balanced it's saying the things yeah. you already think for money
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly yeah yeah carlson is an expert at that mm. insofar as he doesn't any worries he has that viewers will be dropping off because of all this stuff that's actually been truthfully shown 400,000 hours of Footage of people ransacking and killing and smashing and breaking and entering, in be, at the behest of a, a sore loser. He just h- hits it head on. So he, he, if he has a worry, he will then just accuse other people, unnamed and named people. It doesn't matter whether it's true or not, of being as big a liar as he is. And he knows the big lies he t- he tells, so he can give them some reality. So, and he just will just turn any crisis into a money-making exercise. Yeah, and it's, and it's, it's fucking yeah. shameless. Yeah, and it t- and it outrages us because <laughs> we can see straight through it. And he so even down to using the language like they are telling you. What to think about January sixth by showing, by editing what you get to see as the voiceover <laughs> for what he's doing. It's awful, and the and the the whole migra- migrant rhetoric. Uh, there was a great s- sketch uh, that I saw on Twitter where there was a, a kind of town hall meeting with a conservative MP and the MP was, and they were saying, yes, I've got a, this huge waiting list at the NHS because it's been defunded. I can't get my kids into school. There's no free meals that the, the classrooms are too big because of defunding." And then the, and the conservative MP just, and they say, what are you going to do about it? He said, well, I'm not going to do anything about it because it's all his fault. and just points to a guy called Ali at the back and said so, because so, he's a he's a migrant, that's why you can't get into the the hospital. Because he and then and then Ali turns out to be a doctor. He said, oh, "Well, yeah. I'm a doctor." He said, "Well, I said, so, it's, a, it's just that whole blaming the other, which reinforces everybody's prejudices, and it plays into that existing thing." And what was the? Um, and there was a question on Channel Four. Uh, with our favourite Channel Four news presenter, and he was asking a guy who'd studied both Trump and Johnson, and he was saying, "Well, what's?" He was asking the the devil's advocate question. Well, what's wrong with advocating the populist uh, view? And the the expert was saying, "Well, the the problem with the populist view is that it always shifts." That's why we have laws. That's why we had the Magna Carta, that the law is above the king. And so the the, the current version of that is that the law is above those in charge so that the, the people in charge can't change the law to suit themselves, to suit the populist view, which is exactly what Braverman's doing, is to change the law about human rights to suit their current policies, and then call it, this is the will of the British people. Yeah. It it may well be the will of the British people that happen to want to vote for Farage, but will now vote for Tories and therefore won't threaten their majority. That may well be true, but it's not what the British people think, as illustrated by Gary Lineker saying, well, this is like 1930s Germany, and the British people thoroughly agreeing with him, and that's so yeah. And there's and so, Carson is broadcasting to a, a a minority, but a large number of people, and that's the that's the scary thing. And the the same rhetoric that's being used by Braverman, it was used by my next door neighbour when he had a problem. Getting an appointment at the GP, and he said, "If it wasn't for all the brown people, I would be able to get. If it wasn't, yeah, if it wasn't for the immigrants, I would be able to get in the queue." And so I, I deployed the old. <laughs> Let me just stop you there, and then and walk away. Went, yeah. And then walked away. <laughs> Let me just stop you there. Uh-huh. And I, said, and I just said, "Well, you know that's not true, don't you?" <laughs> Well, he doesn't because he watches that kind of fucking television all day long. Yeah, they are. That's the and he has the power to vote. And the people that broadcast this stuff know that. And that's why they target them to do so. That's what. But yeah, I mean, one of the
2: one of the responses from a presumably Tucker Carlson fan. Yeah. Someone posted the message where Tucker says that how much he hates Trump hates Trump with a passion. Right. So this guy said, Well, you know, this doesn't play into your rhetoric because uh, if he hates Trump, why would he be so kind of, you know, why you you're claiming that he lies for Trump. Well why would he do that if he hates Trump? And like every single reply after that was well, money obviously.
3: Yeah. He's yeah. just he's just doing it for money. <laughs> yeah, he's do- absolutely yeah. he's
2: doing yeah. He's doing everything, everything he does for money. All the things yes, he says, because, he doesn't believe them, he gets nope. paid for it
3: yeah he has outrageous opinions every week for money, yeah, yeah. A bit like jeremy Clarkson, yeah didn't know that's the the people's farmer jeremy Clarkson has yeah on on demand he will have an outrageous opinion yeah because it serves his daily telegraph readership or the sun or whatever the spectator that's, yeah but that that's so it's dangerous enough. Because he has a television channel, but it's even more dangerous in the hands of, well, I hesitate to say elected politicians, because the current bunch, nobody did. But in the hands of politicians, policymakers, lawmakers, to peddle that rhetoric, that seems to me to be a bit more dangerous, because well yeah but yeah but there's still yeah, there's still evidence it's all, like it's all
2: dangerous unfortunately
3: it's all dangerous yeah like tucker carlson trying to see what i want him what i want him to have done is to re uh recreate the day but with but with like plasticine figures with with um and just just to do that, and go see perfectly. They're just coming out for a very large picnic, yeah. and then you and then you cut to the. I
2: mean, he filthy. might as well. He might as well have just yeah. shown an episode of Peppa Pig and gone. Look, <laughs> nobody is attacking the capital yes, in, exactly. this, in no this episode. I don't know what they're talking <laughs> exactly. about.
3: Yeah, even even the Doctor, who scarily <laughs> isn't a pig. Then
2: none of them are pigs except <laughs> the pig family. Oh, oh okay, all yeah, different see, animals.
3: Yeah, you see, but, <laughs> because, but like, you, like yeah, the best I,
2: named character in all of literature or fiction, their their teacher, yeah, Madame Gazelle. Yeah.
3: Why is that? Why is Madame
2: Madame Gazelle? She's French. Madame Gazelle.
3: Oh, I see. You did, you missed out the French d- bit. Yeah,
2: I thought you get yeah. it from Madame, but
3: yeah. Yeah, but we, that's what we would all we. Cause I went to a proper school, unlike you. Oh,
2: you called all your teachers well, Madame, did you?
3: Madame and Sir. Yeah. Okay. We were brought up. No, like it's that. not it's but not, not that it was, was a proper school, it was
2: just that it was that many years beforehand. <laughs> so predictable. By the seventies yeah. we were allowed yeah. to call people Mr. and Mrs. By the
3: turn of the century, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And finally Some things we really don't have time to talk about.
2: A couple of weeks ago at CPAC, Lauren Boebert spoke out against sex education, saying there shouldn't be any student in a public school learning comprehensive sex ed. On an unrelated note, she announced this week that she'll soon be a grandmother at age 36. (laughs) It seems Lauren managed to figure out sex, despite only getting her GED months before her 2020 election to Congress. And it seems her 17-year-old son also managed to muddle through... Bobert confirmed to the press that her son and his partner were not married, but declined to reveal the age of the girlfriend, other than to say she's over 14. So, so 15 then. That's how numbers work, isn't it? I mean, if she was 17 or older, Bobo would say that, presumably. 17 is the age of consent in Colorado, by the way, although there are exceptions when both partners are no more than four years apart in age. Wow, 15, that's even younger than the girl that Lauren's husband Jason exposed himself to in a bowling alley in 2004. Which party is it again that constantly claims they want to protect children? I know I said this last time about education in general, but maybe less sex education isn't the way to go
3: here. (laughs) Hi chat GPT, I have a question for you. If you don't do any reading but watch five or six TVs at once can barely write except with a sharpie or a crayon, how can I look literary, popular, relevant and a man of letters? Thank you for your question. Nothing says deeply insecure has been quite like publishing private correspondence with the hope that people will believe you once garnered respect. No, that wasn't ChatGPT's reply, but Hillary Clinton's spokesperson, Nick Merrill, speaking to Newsweek. It feels like the adult equivalent of when a toddler proudly presents you with what they've done on the potty, which feels a bit like a ChatGPT analogy. Not quite on target, but you get the idea. Trump is about to publish a book of correspondence. Yeah, you're right. It's not... Churchill and Roosevelt, we're talking here, or even Hemingway and O'Keefe. It's a bit more one-sided. It's just letters he's got from famous people, including Jay Leno, Oprah Winfrey, Hillary Clinton, Ronald Reagan, Richard Nixon, Kim Jong-un, and Princess Diana. So, yeah, all good contemporary stuff. The problem is neither Leno nor Clinton gave permission for him to do so and the precedent that the writer holds the copyright and not the recipient was set in 1741 when poet Alexander Pope successfully sued Edmund Curl for publishing Pope's letters at $99 or 399 for a signed copy a real signature you think The book is out on April 25th, and May, courts permitting, even contains some real letters, including repeating demands for payments from everyone he's ever hired to do some work for him. And the original note for Donald to please be excused from the draft because he has bony spurs this week. Signed, My Pop.
2: In other Republicans Are All About Protecting Children news, the GOP-led Senate Judiciary Committee in West Virginia voted on a bill which would ban child marriage in the state and establish 18 as the age of consent. And I bet you can't guess which way they voted. What's that? Oh, okay, yeah, of course, they rejected the bill, going instead with the current system of no minimum age for marriage. Children as young as 16 can marry with parental consent, and according to the AP News article, anyone younger than that also must get a judge's waiver. What the fuck? Why do you have a rule giving instructions for marrying someone younger than 16? In the UK, we have a thing called the Food Standards Agency, which gives restaurants and cafes a rating on how hygienic they are, kind of like health inspectors do in the US, and they give stickers that the eating establishments can put up to show how clean they are. It's a six-point scale that runs from zero to five, with five being the highest. And it always blows my fucking mind that three (laughs) is hygiene standards are generally satisfactory. How are there three more ratings below (laughs) that? Just shut the fucker down. Don't give them a rating and a fucking sticker. Anyway, that's how I feel about West Virginia marriage laws.
3: Randy McNally, Lieutenant Governor of Tennessee, you know, the state that's just signed bills into law that bar transgender children from receiving gender affirming care and outlaw drag performances in most public spaces, among more than two dozen other bills proposed by Republican lawmakers in the state targeting LGBTQ people and culture. Randy may be Tennessee's best example of. A hypocrisy and B nominative determinism, because he's been commenting in effusive terms on one Franklin superstar's Instagram account. Seventy-nine-year-old Randy heart emoji to pic of a man's backside that appears to show him only wearing briefs. Left a message, love it, and a heart under a picture of Franklin dancing in the rain in underwear, and a message using Franklin's nickname Finn. You can turn a rainy day into rainbows and sunshine. Ever the politician Randy McNally insisted that his intentions behind the Instagram comments had been misconstrued, answering, I don't know, a lot of times on some people's posts you see the name, you see what they've written, and you just press the button that says like. When in an interview with national base WTVF, He was asked why he liked Franklin's bio that included a part about how he gets free weed for giving oral sex. Activist and former Democratic candidate Kate Craig tweeted, I'm not going to drag Lieutenant Governor McNally for his comments, but I will drag him for his hypocrisy. He's put LGBTQ plus Tennesseans' lives in danger. And Franklin's superstar himself added, if he can be kind to a 20-year-old guy posting his butt he could be kind enough not to help pass a bill that hurts anyone like me. Yeah, Randy, how about that?
2: For all the people who claim Democrats are just as bad as Republicans and that there's no difference between the parties, here's a great example to bolster your case. Yes, the GOP-led House of Representatives are spending all their time coming up with fake investigations and never doing any actual representing or trying to do anything to actually help people. But in the Nebraska State Senate, there's a Democratic lawmaker who spent the past three weeks actively blocking and delaying any attempt to pass any bills of any kind. Senator Michaela Kavanaugh has spent eight hours a day filibustering every bill that comes up for debate, talking about everything from Omaha's best donuts to the plot of the film Madagascar in order to prevent votes being taken and bills being passed. Kavanaugh's objection to the State Senate getting any work done is that the work they'd like to get done is the passage of bills which would ban abortions after six weeks, ban gender-affirming care for anyone under 19, and ban trans people from using bathrooms and locker rooms or playing on sports teams that don't align with the gender listed on their birth certificates. Kavanaugh explained, If this legislature collectively decides that legislating hate against children is our priority, then I'm going to make it painful. Painful for everyone. For any Republicans taking notes, this is what protecting children looks like. Trans youth are at far higher risk of suicide than their peers, and it's largely due to how they're mistreated and stigmatised by society, which is only made worse by these kinds of bills. The American Medical Association, the American Academy of Paediatrics and the American Psychiatric Association all support gender-affirming care for youths.
3: Remember when our hearts bled when we learned from Devin Nunez of the prospect that True Social could run out of money unless the merger with Digital World Acquisitions Corporation, DWAC, went through? No. Well, us neither. But anyway, the merger has, shall we say, hit a few stumbling blocks, DWAC being under investigation over whether the deal was made before they became a public-listed company, a deal that would give True Social $1.3 and a stock market listing. And then a couple of other stumbling blocks in terms of dodgy looking loans. $8 million of dodgy. A $2 million loan payment to Trump Media came in December 21, wired from Paxum Bank, registered in Dominica. The wire transfer identified Paxum Bank as the beneficial owner, although the promissory note identified an entity called ES Family Trust as the lender. Two months later, an unexpected second six million dollar payment arrived in Trump Media's account from ES Family Trust. The trustee of ES Family Trust, a completely legit sounding person called Angel Pacheco, appears to have also been director of Paxson Bank and a part owner of Paxson Bank. And Tom Postolnikov appears to be a relation of Putin ally Alexander Smirnov the first deputy minister of justice in Russia till 2014, who served in the executive office of the president for most of Putin's first two terms. The obscure origins of the $8 million loans caused alarm at Trump media, and in the spring of 22, Trump's media then-chief financial officer, Philip Yuhan Wade returning the money, according to Trump media's ousted co-founder turned whistleblower Will Wickerson. But the money was never returned, natch. And it just keeps on garnering interest. Prosecutors appear to have also taken a special interest in the payments because the offshore Paxson Bank has a history of providing banking services for the pornography and sex worker industries, which makes it a higher risk of engaging in money laundering and other illicit financing. It's a wonder Trump can see anything at all, he's turning so many blind eyes. Still, his solid business ignorance should make him GOP favorite for the presidential run next year where orange Trump suits will be the campaign uniform. After
2: I told you about the sterling investigation work of Nashville's News Channel 5 uncovering Congressman Andy Ogle's lies last episode, you probably thought the good people at News Channel 5 had earned themselves a nice cup of tea and a sit-down. But that kind of attitude didn't get them where they are today, which I assume is at least in the top five news channels in Nashville. So instead, they looked into a tip they had about a story so sensitive, personal and tragic that some might assume it might never be used for financial gain. In 2014... Ogles and his wife reportedly had a stillborn son and two days later Ogles started a GoFundMe to raise money for a children's burial garden in his memory. The campaign raised almost $25,000 which GoFundMe has confirmed was paid to Congressman Ogles but eight years later there's no children's burial ground and nobody seems to know what he did with the money. Ogles has refused to give any explanation but did accuse the reporters of exploiting the death of a child which is fucking rich. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, we can't forget the OG GOP criminal liar. No, not Trump. The other one. No, not that one. Oh, this could take a while. It's George Santos (laughs) I'm talking about. And this week, Gustavo Trelha, a former roommate of Santos, gave a sworn statement to the FBI accusing Santos of orchestrating a massive ATM and credit card skimming operation. Santos filed the paperwork this week to run again for his seat in Congress in 2024, which might be the most optimistic thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I don't mind whether Santos or Trump gets indicted first, but I'd appreciate it if they could make sure they hold the televised trials on different days, so I really want to watch them both.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's so inconvenient <laughs> having to watch two things at once. Isn't it? Yes. Last week... Gary Lineker, world-class soccer player who never got a yellow card or a red card in his career, and TV sports pundit, remarked, just like Joan Salter, that the language of Suella Braverman was rather like that of the language of 1930s Germany. To prove that they weren't at all like that, the Tories brought pressure to bear on independent national broadcasts of the BBC to sack, silence and make disappear Lineker for disagreeing with the government. He was duly stepped back from presenting the famous Match of the Day show on the Saturday. And every other TV sports pundit followed suit in support, and the BBC was left to broadcast big swathes of emptiness without any commentary. Once again, public sportsmen and team players like Marcus Rashford and England team manager Gareth Southgate before him, Lineker showed the moral vacuum at the heart of politicians and what the people of Britain actually thought which ran somewhat contrary to what our superficially elected representatives in the Westminster middle-class liberal elite slash out-and-out vote hungry xenophobic races think, they thought. The BBC reached a compromise where they reinstated Lineker on the basis that he issued an apology. No. Won't do it again? No. Promise to check if he should tweet something with the BBC before he does? No. His reinstatement has naturally led to libelous comments from Tory MPs who didn't read what Garry actually said and compared that with what 1930s Germany actually said, but just went all out accusing Lineker of calling voters who voted Tory actual Nazis. Meanwhile, Jeremy Hunt, who said of the Lineker thing that it was nothing to do with government and had previously done the same with the enormous rate of inflation, war and pestilence and migrants to blame for that, nevertheless took credit in this week's budget for bringing inflation down at some time in the future. It took Starmer, leader of the opposition, to point out that this was probably due to no-one being able to buy anything because the prices were too high and their wages were not being put up because of inflation. Jeremy, what rhymes with Hunt, has the gurning rictus smile of a moose struck by an ancient Ford S10 pickup with the LED light bar over the cab surprised when people could actually see what he's doing but are unable to prevent the oncoming crash there's still time to swerve folks only 12 months or so till we get to vote them out and don't be misled in the meantime they are empty meaningless vindictive and dangerous bastards mm-hmm. so
2: that's all the bad arguments and faulty reasoning we have time for this week you'll find the show notes at fallacious and if you hear trump say something stupid and want to ask if it's a fallacy our contact details are on the contact page
3: if you think we've used a fallacy ourselves, let us know. And if you've had a good time, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts, or simply tell one other person in person about how much they'd like our podcast. And you can support the show at patreon.com slash trump, just like our newest patron, Alice Watson, our straw man-level patrons Don TV, Renee Zed. Schmoots, Mark Reiki and Amber Buchanan, who told us when we met her at QED we could just call her Amber and our true Scotsman-level patrons Stephen Bigall, Janet Ueta, Kaz Tui, Andrew Houck, Max Beaver and our top patron, Lauren. Thank you so much for your continued support. It's very much appreciated. Thank you.
2: You can connect with those awesome people as well as us and other listeners in the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash fallacious trump.
3: All music is by the outburst and was used with permission. So until the next time on Fallacious Trump, we'll leave the last word to the Donald.
1: That's right, go home to mommy. Bye. Bye.